I couldn't terrorize a city because I would get distracted. As I say, your at attention least, span isn't enough for that kind of thing. I would at least terrorize multiple cities, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone will be like, remember that one week where there was a guy, the Riddler, and he like fed the DA to a rat? Uh, what happened to him? <laughs> There's a bunch of startup serial murdering it's- sprees in like different states across the country. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crutter. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help going on the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button and tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, sign up for our newsletter, get exclusive content and updates, pick up some sweet, 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 sweet merch and interact with us. Also, do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Stitcher now and leave us a review. We'd love a five-star from you. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you like about us. We appreciate that. It's the best way to help us grow the podcast. So do that, and we appreciate it. We will read your review over the airwaves as well. So... The question that we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie. Tell with that question. Each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Batman. It was released March 4th, 2022. It was written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. It was directed by Matt Reeves. It stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Paul Dano, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell, and John Turturro. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now it's time to pause the podcast. Go check out the movie. Come back, pick up where you left off. If you want to know if you should see this movie or not, you can run over to YouTube, check out our spoiler-free review, which we have a link for in our show notes. So go do that because we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. So with that, the shit out of the it, the shit out of it. And there's a lot to spoil. So I can't uh, remember it all I, for uh, three fucking hours. I can because I've seen all six hours of it now. <laughs> Matt, I can't believe you're going again. It's long. It's so long. I know. Part of me is going to regret it a little bit, but it's kind of a newer friend that I'm starting to hang out with. And I was like, you know, go see the movie. He knows I'm into movies. So, so has he like, not seen it? No. Okay. One of the best things, and I don't know, maybe you're not friends to this level yet, but no, I'm not. It was really fun to fuck with <laughs> Javier. <laughs> like <laughs> I leaned over last night a couple times, and like halfway through the movie ish, I leaned over. I'm like, "Hey, you're only halfway through." <laughs> hey, dude, I'm an hour and a half in, and I'm conditioned, man. I'm like, I've got another 20, 30 minutes in me. I feel like the I'm on the downtrend, you know, where I'm like, this movie needs to wrap up here soon. And then I wow. ruined it for him. And then like, there's like 40 minutes left or so. And I lean over. I was like, I think you got about 35, 40 minutes left. It'd be harder with Javier with your ADHD though. Like, I feel like that would be a, more of a challenge, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm curious. I luckily took a shit ton of Adderall yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so that helped. But dude, yeah, it was actually really tough. I was getting to the point where I was like checking my phone. I was like, oh no, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. I was laughing too, because real quick, and this is early spoiler shit, but there's like what feels like four endings to this movie. And Only I knew four? it. Uh, yeah. And I knew it going in, but like after the second one, every time it would cut to a new scene, like both Javier and Ian, I would see him like kind of lean their head back and go, Jesus, <laughs> like in their head, I could just feel the pain of that. <laughs> Holy shit. This is still going. <laughs> and it's not like one ending yeah. led into another. It was just like fragmented scenes. They're just like, all right, well, we got to wrap this up. So here's an ending. Here's yeah. another one. Oh, you liked that one? Here's another one. <laughs> Try this one on for size. Like, <laughs> And I think my favorite part last night was the old couple that couldn't hold hold out and actually left like two hours into the movie. Like, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, the two oh, of them. Because right. they never came back. And they, they wouldn't <laughs> stop talking. Like they were just talking and talking the whole movie. And I couldn't help but pay attention to it because I'd already seen the movie. So I was just like, oh, my God. And finally, you could hear the lady go, I can't. This is too much. I have to go. We have to go. I can't. They just get up and walk out <laughs> and never came back. Oh my goodness. Imagine being so old. You walk out on Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> guys, I yeah, have so many guns. To that age. If yeah. I do that, go ahead and just put me out of my misery. <laughs> I'm going to be 90 years old and sitting through Batman 97, you know? I mean, I may take a nap most of it, but uh, <laughs> I'll be there. But I'm not leaving. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about the Riddler? Sure. Because I was thinking about it yeah. last night, and... I have a problem with his plan. And here's my problem. The whole movie, he's like against the organization, the oligarchy, so to speak, right? Of politicians, corrupt, well, mostly corrupt politicians getting in bed with the crime families, right? Mm -hmm. And so the entire movie, he's assassinating these politicians. So he has this sort of like man of the people type of vengeance vendetta thing going on that it's like, we've been wronged by the ultra rich and we need to strike back. Right. And then he floods the city, just kills a bunch of people. And that seems a little off base for like the character and like the motivation of the Riddler, you know, am I wrong in that line of logic? Maybe the water only attacked rich people. <laughs> right. So, so it like morphed around the, yeah. the yeah. poor people. It, it was that, yeah, it was like that it biased water. All the penthouses. Yeah. <laughs> it could sense all the common folk was like, we won't hurt you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. It just went straight to the, the arena and really tried to just get all those people. No, I, I otherwise, get- I would say, Javier, thinking about that a little bit more. He really only had like, what, 400 to 500 real followers that were super psycho and brought rifles. So maybe they knew to stay above ground. There's no way I could get 500 people to believe in something enough to go fight Batman for it. We don't know those spaces in the dark web. I was going to say, I think you underestimate my abilities? I don't think so. No, no, not not necessarily (laughs) your abilities. Just anyone that has any kind of charisma, which you do have, to be able to turn people to and get them to follow their more (laughs) base desires. And, and yeah, don't worry. I'm not not saying you're the most charismatic. I I was going to say, but I was going to say, it's not giving many ideas of any idea, but (laughs) I wouldn't even know where to start. I don't have a cause. The first cause that comes to mind is like, like robbing a Twinkie factory because I haven't had Twinkies in years. I'm like that idea already. I'm there with you. Like you got me. (laughs) I was going to say that it requires a lot more focus than I think Javier has ever had to be able to do that kind of thing for you, little Debbie. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't terrorize a city because I would get distracted. As I say, your attention span isn't enough for that kind of thing. I would at least terrorize multiple cities, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone will be like, remember that one week where there was that guy, the Riddler, and he like fed the DA to a rat? Uh, What happened to him? (laughs) There's a bunch of startup serial murdering (laughs) sprees in like different states across the country. Yeah, the, the private investigators are like, we don't know this person's motor, or at least the logic behind these crimes. He's jumping from like a so a fucking random station to a to a movie to like an old folks home. Like, who is this guy? We're not even sure if it's the same guy because he keeps changing the mask and the way that he talks. What? Like, what's his mo? Like, fuck! It's, no way these are related. Javier Focus is the perfect serial have. killer. Hey, you could evade police custody for years with that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but to your point, Javier, I think that's one of the things that I noticed the second time is that I didn't the first time because we're so focused on Batman and they do such a good job in this movie to build like the contrast between what Batman's doing and how at the end, the big picture of how it's impact it's actually made an impact. The same thing for me with the Riddler, you kind of take on there's certain aspects of what he's doing that you're like. I mean, they're corrupt. So how many times have we, you watch a movie or you read a story or you hear a story and you're like, well, they kind of got what they deserved, right? So, and you're almost rooting for the bad guy because they're going against it. And I think there's there was a purpose a for this story is you're rooting for him most of the time until you get to the end. And then you realize that he just did all this to expose Gotham's corruption and the corruption of its politicians and its police force and and everyone that's got money because they're all after this money but that shit didn't really matter to him he's just an agent of chaos he just wanted to kill he's just a psychopath and you see that when it stops being about helping the people 
and about just fucking blowing shit up because he's more, the real him comes out when he's sitting there at the window of, of Arkham Asylum, you know, and you hear the Ave Maria's playing and he's going boom. And, and, you know, every time one of the explosion goes off, like that's the real Riddler. The rest was a setup to get attention. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what I see from that. I mean, one might say some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> so, so I, that's why I think I'm a little disappointed, right? Because like, and also why I think the Joker was such a good pick for a villain because you can do that. You can yeah. just say there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. He just literally wants to watch the world burn. But the Riddler, like you went through all this effort to make it sound like he had a reason for what he was doing. And then to turn him just into a, a Kroger version of Joker is a little disappointing and unoriginal, you know? Yeah, but I, I guess as JJ for me laid it out a little bit more, I can see where you could just say, well, he's got flawed logic because he's a psychopath. And so there's the other side of that, but I, I think part of you is right as well, Javier. It could be seen as a cop-out. He's also a coward, dude. He turned himself in to be saved so he didn't have to be where his little followers were. That is a good contrast between like hero and villain, right? Where Batman comes busting through the windows, raining glass on everyone. Bad guys, the mayor, children. He doesn't give a fuck who gets cut by that glass, but he's there, you know, fighting. And then Riddler is safe in prison somewhere else and i think that's i mean i think at that point they had to worry about the water that was going to yeah yeah because when there's enough water glass can't cut people that's that is (laughs) that's a well-known fact he had to come up from above did he have to blow the entire roof up like he could have just come through one panel for one of the the most awesome scenes in the movie did he have to just take like 40 rounds into his kevlar fighting vest but it did look cool that was in the dark hallway is that the one you're talking about yeah that was like the coolest scene in the movie insane yeah ian said it best it reminded me exactly of rogue one at the end with darth vader and i was like man he looks awesome they even played the imperial to be fair fair, javier said that first That scene was awesome. That scene was wild. It was yeah. awesome. I yeah. love that the only real lighting was the gun. Like the yeah, flashing the, the muzzle flash. flash. Yeah. They re- did they add the gun after effects after like post production? Yeah. No, they shot at Robert Pattinson. <laughs> they're like, don't flinch, dude. <laughs> I know they didn't shoot. I was wondering if they did like blanks or something. I was like, there's no, no way they did that either. No, no. not after that. Not after that Alan Baldwin debacle. Yeah. Well, this was filmed before that happened, but. Matt Reeves is long not done. Most directors, to be honest, don't use real guns anymore. They don't even use blanks. They just pull the trigger on a, an empty fake toy gun and then add muzzle shit and sounds afterward. Yo, sound people on that one. Props. Uh, yeah. And, and actually, I should say visual people. Whoever cooked up that vision, like, you should get promoted. <laughs> Dude. The first scene of Batman when he squares up to the dudes in the face painting who are going to beat up that poor Asian man. Oh, that was such a cool entrance because he freaking just like grabs the dude and just beats him down to the ground with just one arm, just repeatedly punching him with the same hand. I'm like... Ian leans over to me and he's like, I love this already. I'm like, yeah, I'm you, you have my attention right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was very gritty. Felt very real. Yeah. So the comic that this is most based on was one in 2011. It's called the long Halloween. That's why it's this movie starts on Halloween that way. Oh, I don't know. It's an interesting comic series. It's a 13 book series. Jeff Loeb did it. And he's the guy that they put, temporarily i don't think he is anymore maybe he is he was in charge he was kind of like the marvel's feige anyway so he wrote this and the dark knight was kind of based on certain pieces of it as well but less of it but this one's very heavily and what it is instead is it turns out this guy they call him holiday because Mm -hmm. he only kills on holidays they have like an animated movie yeah. of it, I think, yeah. too, from like the 90s or something. They do have an animated. It's one of the, it's considered one of the greatest comics for Batman ever written, at least series. But it's an interesting series of comics. And, and a lot of it, this comes from that. And I think that's where 
and I think this is what impressed me the most about this movie is the actual what Batman, because we always look at Batman, always oh, he's this hero. He drops in, he saves people, and everybody reveres him, and he takes care of all that. But at the end of the day, like, I loved that they made him what the Riddler fashioned what he was doing off of, right? Even to the point that he's sitting in that jail cell and, and the Riddler was confused because he thought they were doing the same thing. So he thought he would be on his side and was really upset and lashed out and had a freaking temper tantrum after he wasn't. And then on top of that, like the guy that he almost kills after the adrenaline shot that you're talking about, like guy says, I'm vengeance. And then it dawns on him, fuck, I've been doing this way wrong. And so I like that, that there's a consequence to, yeah, you think you're doing the right thing. But at the end of the day, and I think I said this last night when we were talking, is Bruce Wayne in this movie, and I love it, was just, he's just a petulant child. He's pissed. He's damaged. His parents were killed. And so he has every right to be upset, but he's taking it out on criminals and great. It's a good place to start. But what are you actually doing for the city? And I think it's mentioned with the funeral for the mayor that the new mayor running mayor comes up and is like, you're not doing anything for the city. And that's what we always see in most Batman movies and, and TV shows and cartoons is that he's always fighting crime at night, but during the day he's the millionaire that's doing all the philanthropic work. And so you always see that billionaire. So you always see that, um, shut up. (laughs) You always see that, that two sides to him and one's really good and doing a lot. This guy's not doing shit to the point that his his mansion's run down and falling apart and his money's running out. So I just thought it was a very interesting take on the Batman. And I liked that it wasn't this bright and shiny, yay, Batman. It was, this is fucking dark along the way. And who's really doing the right thing? Or is anyone doing the right thing besides James Gordon? I've never really understood the Batman doesn't care about money take because I'm like, let me put it this way, Batman. You don't get eyeball cameras if your money runs out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't you don't get to have a Batmobile if you're broke. Yeah. So money's a big motivator. Yeah. I thought it was interesting with the tech in this movie, though, that it was so dumbed down in a lot of senses. It felt even more real where they weren't giving him gadgets that were just from his R and D department that they were washing under the books for Wayne enterprises. Like he, I mean, we haven't even talked about one of the coolest things in this movie, the car, like, man, that That was was awesome. And like the eyeball cameras seem more realistic to me, but I especially just want to talk about the car. Like that was bad ass dude. That car chase scene was super cool. Yeah. With everything except for the very conveniently located semi ramp, yeah. that was a cool chase scene. They had to show that it could launch, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but when that engine revved up, whoo-wee. oh, dude, yeah, that dude's got some serious brakes on that car. Because when he starts off with the jet engine in the back, that's just like like all high pitched and shit, and it doesn't move them an inch. I'm like, those brakes are solid, dude. Kudos to your mechanic. F1 (laughs) brakes. Yeah. Because that shit, I was like, ooh, that might be moving with the end of the week. Yeah. But no, I love the intro to the car, too, where you hear that weird sound, and it was like, what the hell? And And then revs up. Yeah. And then your air intake, like, lights up orange because of the heat coming (laughs) out. Yeah. That was... Also, Gotham has figured tires out because the grip that these people had in rain, unmatched. Yeah. Amazing. They... (laughs) They need to be the main exporters of just tires. And that city would be incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. So funny. one like major piece of feedback I have for this movie is I feel like in a lot of ways I was watching the dark night, like in a lot of scenes, right? We have like the, the Joker in, in the dark night kidnapped a cop and had his lunatic rant from a, from a cell phone camera. We have that same thing multiple times in this movie with the Riddler. We have like the crashing a memorial service for a public figure in both movies. Batman confronting the antagonist in jail. I feel like they took so much from the dark night, which isn't bad. It's a great movie. I'm just a little disappointed in that kind of lack of creativity, you know? Yeah. But that also comes from the fact that they're loosely based on the same comic series. Not all of it. There was another series of comics that were more Joker-based that the Dark Knight pulled from. But that's why you see a lot of similar panels in that. 
Would you have felt better, Javier, if he had not taken a cop of like a corrupt firefighter? Like that was just being an arsonist. <laughs> no, no, I feel fine with the cop. <laughs> or take like an EMT. He's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not the person he kidnapped. It's just, you know, it was just very similar in the way they went about doing it. But while we're on the topic of cops, I really feel like they nailed, they oh, nailed yeah. the cops in this movie. Like very cop-like reactions to a lot of situations, like like chasing Batman into a crowded office building and just indiscriminately firing at him. You know, it's great. I did think that was the hardest Javier laughs in this entire movie was when there was like just a sea of cops like running and hollering down the hall trying to chase the Batman. <laughs> it was just a great visual, you know. <laughs> that's exactly how it would be too you think about it you're like why are they all in the station shouldn't they be out patrolling the fucking rundown city that they all work in like nah. when they wake him up they wake up the batman after he gets freaking blown up and there's like 30 of them in the interrogation yeah, room. crammed into the cage yeah. um, i've got you for assaulting a police officer got me for assaulting about three. that money how about three yeah <laughs> there were some great one-liners what was the other one we were talking about last night the you i wish you, you should have pulled that punch oh, yeah. i thought you were gonna pull yeah. that punch i, I did, did. <laughs> he did not <laughs> did you see that wind back and follow through <laughs> forget almost broke his jaw yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for a dude that's got armored gloves on and shit, like, he doesn't do as much damage as you think he would do. Javier, I feel like he appreciated there's a scene where he was out of his suit, but he it showed he had his, like, wrist and, and knuckles taped up. And I was like, yeah, respect that. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, twice. Yeah, he did. That's great. I do. I do. I can appreciate that. Yeah, when you he, think about all the other Batmans we've seen that don't do that, and you're like, and you're punching that way, I'm like, dude, your freaking wrist and knuckles and hand are just going to be dead. You yeah. have so many, like, tiny bones in your hands mm-hmm. and your wrist. You break one of those, and you can't punch someone. I anymore. thought that, I literally did think, I was like, man, Javier's going to see it. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't see it. Yeah, so. you, they show it twice. It's kind of, you can miss it, blink and miss it, but when he's writing in his journal at the beginning, you see that mm-hmm. his hands are wrapped. And then when he's spying on... Catwoman with the binoculars when she first gets home after seeing her in the club, like you can see that his hands have the wraps on them. Oh, I did, that's such a great little detail. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think about. I will say that I liked Zoe Kravitz's take on the Catwoman quite a yeah. bit. Like to me, and I, I we talked about this too last night that I didn't love Anne Hathaway's version because it just. Catwoman is not that like it was too clean, too pristine in the dark night arises. Like this is a, this is a Catwoman. I mean, she's driven to the edge and I, I didn't love but her family tie to Falcone. When she was telling the story and she's like, yeah, he's my dad. And when they took me away, he didn't say anything. I was under the assumption that he knew that was his daughter. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, she introduces herself as yeah lady's daughter oh wait i think i'm just realizing it. it's because they took her away when she was a kid mm-hmm. and she came back as like a full-grown adult yeah so he didn't know who she was oh, okay i'm following yeah oh and i thanks for sense i think he thought that you know what i mean i think like it was one of those things where because there were the interactions the way hey beautiful and all that stuff like i think he knew but he didn't come out and admit it and then she just confirmed it and pushed it in his face at the end. And that's why he's like my own flesh and blood. So I think he had his suspicions, but I don't, they don't ever come out and say it, say it. I think what the only thing that bothered me with her, and I didn't notice this till last night, I didn't notice it the first time, but like when he, she goes in and she's trying to kill Falcone and she peeks around and she says, this is for my mom. I'm like, wait, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, I thought this was for Annika. Exactly. Like, I'm like, "Mm, pretty sure she was in this for Annika, not her mom. Now, I mean, I understand the concept, but she didn't know at that point that she she killed her mom. In fact, she said earlier to Batman, probably some punk from the club or whatever. And she was right. True. Very true. (laughs) But she, I don't, she never even hinted that she thought he killed her. No, it turns out he did, but. Detective prowess and was like. Yeah. He killed your mom. So I did have no, a hard time with did. that. It's like for my mom. What? 
because he didn't even admit it at that point. Like I was like, wait, what? Anyway. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that that half the government was hanging out at this club and nobody put two and two together that this is where people went yeah. for like years. Well, maybe it's because if you do some investigative journalism, then you're just going to get killed by the crime lord of the city. So I, I think people just didn't want to know what they already knew, that their city was corrupt and they just didn't pay attention to it. I don't know. I mean, what citizen of Gotham doesn't know this already? Like, at what point are we going to get a movie where this villain's like, yes. the city's corrupt? <laughs> and the citizens are like, yeah, we fucking know, dude. But yeah. I don't know. Welcome to a city. That happens. Rich people suck ass. I don't know what to tell you. And then that's it. Yeah. Roll credits. Why don't these citizens just go to Metropolis? <laughs> Why don't these citizens just tar and feather rich people? You know, <laughs> just <laughs> my question is, where do the rich people live? Because like it all Not looked like shit to me. <laughs> like, dumb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the flood zone. Yeah. Just... Not inside so, the water walls. I heard, I saw someone making fun of the Dark Knights. They're like, this is just like Chicago. And I'm like, this movie is just Manhattan. Literally. <laughs> it's literally, like you get a, a drive by like the cityscape. And I'm like, that is literally Manhattan. Yeah, so, well, and I love that they called times, they changed times Square to Gotham Square. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and this movie did a great job of making rain just like absolutely depressing. Just like, oh man, like horrific. Yeah. Well, and even during the day, everything was overcast. Like there was no real sunlight ever in this movie. It was just yeah. gray, even in the day, even like the three scenes that are in the day, it was really dark, except for the one where he and her are standing on that balcony and there's a, the sun setting. That's the only time there's actually any kind of sunlight. It's a weird movie in that respect. Dude, speaking of, I was just thinking of Matt's in your comment about him just taking rounds to the chest and the end of the stadium. This dude's taking like two, two, three rounds, just like right to the chest. Did he take a shotgun to the chest? And then he took a shotgun to the chest. Yeah, like, he would be dead. That armor is incredible, dude. Yeah, because to stop but, to stop a rifle round yeah. is different from stopping a shotgun blast. Mm -hmm. Like those are two different types of armors mm -hmm. that you made. Like one is like a plating, and one is more like a Kevlar type situation where it like distributes the blow. But I like movies. Like it's always interesting because you think back to Batman when he he did the the squirrel parachuting off the building and he was flying down and he didn't have like a a grand landing like he. He definitely that hurt. That was but the then, shittiest. He went under a bridge and then deployed his parachute. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, dude, you're you're smart enough to like build all this shit and you fucking deployed your parachute before you cleared the fucking no, But it's choices like that where if they're trying to stay realistic and it hurt him and everything, and then he's gonna take a, a round, a shotgun round to the chest. Well, I just don't like when movies do that where they're trying to stay as real as possible, but then why? Maybe just don't give me. He got a shotgun run right to the chest. Maybe it glanced off of him, hit his arm or something, and he still kept fighting. Those choices are always interesting to me because it suspends belief. Yeah, because then he he takes the shot. First of all, you you have to consider just the 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 Breathing. impact. Yeah. Right. Like his sternum is broken regardless of the armor. Mm -hmm. Right. But then he tumbles off the side and is able to hold, hold himself, himself with yeah. one arm <laughs> after this just happened. So yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. So that, that is hard to believe. But it's those choices where like everything leading up to it fit in line with what I was expecting. And then it's that where it's like, you didn't have to present it in that exact way. You could have still showed he was strong and strong willed taking some bullets and things, the odds were against him, but it could have been more believable. And it's always those things where I want to be in the room as they're talking about this and be like, yeah, that like, I think they're all, they always just go for the sensational over the top thing, but I appreciate movies that keep it within bounds, especially with Batman. Cause he's not, he's like, he's not a superhero. A yeah. 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 I think for me, it's a consistency issue because this movie lacked consistency in that realm. And I think that's the only thing that, I had issues with consistency wise. The guy takes an explosion at point blank range with a C4 explosive. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It knocks him 25, 30 feet back yeah. and it knocks him unconscious. And it has 
that was almost the same reaction to the shotgun blast. And I'm like, those are two. I will take a, give me all his armor. I would much rather get shot in the chest with a shotgun than C4 inches no away. No face burnage. It, exactly. And like, and even it no exposed s- chin. And there's just no consistency like this, without. Though. Sure. And the, <laughs> yeah, those wrist bracers, boy, they, they fucking took that explosion. No, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah he would have been on that too. Yeah. Definitely effed up. There's a handful of places but, where, you know, and going back to, I make fun of it because I literally, the first time we wa- I watched this movie and, he, and then it was even worse last night was he's, flying down this squirrel thing like it's not like it matters when he deploys his parachute at that point like you're already low to the ground why would you do it right then you all you gotta do is wait two seconds longer and you don't have this tumble because your parachute doesn't get caught that's neither here nor there the freaking 300 yards of bouncing and rolling the man did after he hit the car that was underneath that truck hit the bus yeah hits the bus <laughs> the hits a car <laughs> rolls i'm like god you're consistent but then a shotgun blast to the chest he gets up and limps away immediately Mm -hmm. and then a shotgun blast to the chest requires adrenaline adrenaline shot shot. like that's the consistency issue i'm fine with him being practically unkillable i'm okay with that as long as he's always that way but when Mm -hmm. you have to add this shotgun blast to add the drama at the end oh batman's gonna die no he's fucking not the guy bounced for 300 yards at fucking <laughs> super speed. Like, he's going to be just fine. Not only that, but he's now Hank dangling, like you said, holding himself with one arm. And apparently that's not that big of a deal because he, like, five minutes later, jumps onto an electrical cord and falls that distance anyways. Yeah, which also so. would have been concrete when he hit that water. <laughs> like, water turns into concrete from those distances. So, and again, I'm fine with those He things. also got electrocuted. Yeah. But he did that. You should see him yeah. get electrocuted. Yeah. Not I just should have. They animated an electrical oh, that's right. current. That's true. And we just never address that. I think that's the one thing where like you guys know the Dark Knight's like my favorite movie and maybe I need to go back and rewatch and maybe there's some scenes where I'm like oh that's the same thing that happened but in that one I I feel like Batman actually got hurt more and you could see the wounds and he had to kind of come back from things and it felt for a superhero movie finally had a balance between like here's a human here's things that can happen to this person's body and he's not the same anymore because of X, Y, and Z and and I think this movie missed the mark in that a little bit and the visuals were still pretty stunning. Like, it, it, I think that's what they go for at the end of the day is just like the wow factor, which that's Hollywood's MO. Yeah. And to kind of your point, Matson, they had an opportunity to do that where he like moves that table, he has a shirt off and he's spray painting all these notes. Like, why not show him beaten to a pulp in that sense? Like, show the, the mortality of this character and what he's gone through. And I felt like that would have been a good ad, but... Maybe not. Yeah. They already had that scene in Dark Knight with yeah. Christian Bale. Well, and they showed the scars on this Batman. And I'm it's like, true. if his armor's so cool, how do you get those fucking scars? Like, because it, it was before, it was when he first got There you go. There you go. That's fair. He's got memory foam that lines his suit. Okay. <laughs> but, I, but I'm with you, Ian. I think, like, in that moment, there was a couple spots where you could show just how much from all the motorcycle wrecks. Yeah. In the rain. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, show him being black and blue at that point, right? Like, he's been shot a number of times up to up at that point. But I think that could have definitely improved. But, I mean, at this point, we're nitpicking things, right? It was – and I'm okay with that. I nitpick movies all the well, time. Well, you have to, right? Because, sure. like, there's no, like, huge major problems with this movie. No. Like, I, yeah, the major problem is just enjoyable. Yeah, that's yeah. the well, – that, that, And it, yeah. that's a hurtful one. And I could cut out – but. I, <laughs> I will say one other thing that I was worried about with this movie is the injection of like the penguin with the Riddler and where they were going to bring in the Joker. Mm-hmm. And to me, yes, they could have where they could have done some lessening is on the whole penguin story and the build up as Batman was showing his detective prowess. I get, I know why they wanted to do that, but to me, they could have shortened it there. But I didn't having the penguin to me didn't detract. Like I thought there was going to be too many villains kind of stacking on top of each other. It's going to be too much to me. 
Like it didn't harm this movie to where I was afraid of all that interjection. Cause we've seen a lot yeah. of movies. You guys know this where it's hard to know who the villain is or they interject a new villain. And then you're like, guys, what are we doing here? Like this, this is just not working, but I don't think they, they leaned enough on the Riddler and had these other sprinklings in that it still worked for me. I thought the setup for the Joker, I know that the ending of this movie was long and abraded. It took a while, but I'm curious about what's next at the same time. I thought it was a good setup for the Penguin, right? Because the Penguin is like, I've never viewed him as a major villain, right? Because he's always been like, like a vulture, right? (laughs) Around like the crime families. And they did a good job at showing that aspect of Penguin. Um, I'm not excited for this Joker, but I'm also on the Heath Ledger yeah, bandwagon a hundred percent. So it's like really hard for me to look at a new depiction of Joker and be like, yeah, that was good. Right? Like I feel the same way about Jared Leto and Joaquin Phoenix. You know, I agree though. I I'm really glad. I think we all walked into this a little worried that there were going to be too many villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like Penguin got a lot of screen time. Yeah. And I don't think they did a bad job at keeping it balanced. I El Rata. I actually was yeah. a Riddler stupid. <laughs> Nobody's Espanol. <laughs> and again, shout out to the makeup artist for uh, Colin Farrell. Like, good job there. Yeah. Good job. I, I like couldn't understand what they were saying in Spanish. But like they kept saying like El Rata, Elada or yeah. something. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, what is that word that they're saying? <laughs> I mean, I got Rata. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that I I did love the penguins character and I love at the end when they're interrogating him and he's all tied up and he's waddling away. Like that shit made me laugh. (laughs) I loved that moment. I was like, that's clever. He's like, guys, you guys realize I'm still here. (laughs) You assholes. (laughs) No, you sons of bitches. (laughs) I did enjoy that part. And I will say, so one thing that I, for me, it wasn't like, I don't think there was any content where anyone was interacting that I wanted them to cut so much. There's probably a couple things, but I will say a lot of the early parts of like the mayor's funeral thing, I think could have been cut out. Like a lot of that piece, I was like, God, it took forever to get to that. And I don't need all that him brooding over the kid again and the new mayor trying Mm -hmm. to convince him all this shit. But I think for me, the part that I really got frustrated with is every time the Batman walks into a scene, it's a fucking five minute draw out of his walking like a you hear his Mm -hmm. footsteps. I'm like, okay, the first time that was badass. But like by the fifth time, I'm like, guys, just let him walk in like a normal fucking human being. Like I don't Uh, hear the Batman. I mean, that's like three (laughs) minutes. That's 15 minutes of fucking scene time, pretty much like that you could have cut from this movie. And like, that's a really good point. Cause when he started running, I was like, this looks weird. Yeah. I don't know. Batman running is weirding me out right now. Cause I just watched him walk so much. <laughs> yeah. That was for me. I like, wanted, I wanted Nike like to get like product placement and his boots to have like a swoosh symbol. Like, can we make that happen on the next one? Cause yeah. that would be dope. I kept expecting to see spurs. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Cause you can hear the like, I love that tumbleweed (laughs) as he's walking up the penguin's car. (laughs) Oh man. I will say too, though, that on that kind of note though, I love the take on him being an investigator, like a detective, because that's how, I mean, the first time you see Batman, the comic was literally named the detective comics. And that was more, and I think I've talked about this on other Batman movies that we reviewed and talked about is, Batman's not just he was didn't start out as this drop in beat everybody's ass and then run away kind of thing or take him to prison. He was a detective first. Like he did detective work. He just was dressed like Batman. So I really liked that they got I even laughed at it, but I liked the way that it was like they started as almost like a detective, like an, a PI intro where he's writing. He's like October 31st and like talking through. I liked mm-hmm. that take. I, I really enjoyed that piece. So that made me happy how they did that. So, so the like Arkham video games are a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize it till later, but in the video games, you have this like helmet thing with a visor. 
So then like the, the eye slits are like computerized. So you can mm-hmm. like see, you can, you can identify people and like look for clues and stuff. And like, so the little contact lenses was like kind of a cool adaptation of that idea of like, Oh, I can, I can identify people through it. So I thought, I, I don't know if they were paying homage to the video game, but it was really in line with the other depictions of detective Batman. Yeah. which was cool. Sweet. I mean, we could probably talk forever on this forever long movie. For three hours, probably. Yeah, probably. Give or take. But I mean, maybe we should ramp down this podcast four or five times. (laughs) Uh, I mean, to be fair, we've done that on other podcasts before. (laughs) There's been a handful of episodes where I was, everybody ready to rate this? No, let's go. Okay. We ready to rate this? You know Hold what's on. Upsetting too is I feel like they picked the lat the worst one to officially end the movie on. Yeah, with like it's the love story w- based shit. Yeah. I would have rather you end on the Riddler and Joker cackling. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a good end to this movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the perfect ending was because he just got done talking and they're panning away from him, his face covered in mud, and then it has like the newspaper article talking about how he helped save everyone. And then it cuts mm. to a black screen and then it goes even, and I'm like, fuck, that would have been that, the that perfect, perfect ending to me because I don't yeah. need rescue the worker, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need the Joker and the Riddler. I need the him to me. That was the story is him acknowledging I've been doing this wrong. I didn't realize the actual impact that I was having negatively. I need to change how I'm doing this. And I need to focus on a couple of other things while I'm doing this thing too. So that learning for me was the important part. And then they just negated it with the Joker and the Riddler and the Catwoman shit and the, you know, all the different growth. Like I was just like, those are so unneeded. And by the time we get to the end, I'm so ready to be done that I got nothing. I realized what they were trying to do at the end that they were showing he's giving up having a normal life in order to continue to get better and do what he's doing. But it lost all meaning to me because I'm like, Jesus Christ, are we ever going to end this movie? So I just feel like that should have been rethought out. I agree. And if you really want to do it, and I know Javier, not to put it on Marvel, but the one thing that they do is they cut a movie and then they have, and I told you guys, I don't even know to this day if there's an extent, like a post-credit scene in this movie, because fuck you, I gave you three hours, you're not getting any more. Yeah, if you can't fit all your story in three hours, yeah, I'm not. You don't deserve yeah, more. Yeah. I'm not sitting through your credits for anything else. I'm so ready to be out of the theater. But the one thing that Marvel does is they extend the movie, and you can choose to stay or not, right? So they, they even their two and a half hour movies. If I stay for an extra ten minutes, I'm going to get a little scene that might extend and show those two or three pieces in this movie that that they tacked onto the end of the movie as part of it. And I think those could have been post credits. Now that's a stupid criticism, but I just, I was so done by those, by the time we got to the last ending, I'm like, Oh, I can't, this better be it. (laughs) Okay. One more question, guys. How did Ave Maria become the song for explosions? Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. I, cause when he started singing that in the cell, I was like, really? I (laughs) think I would have appreciated that moment of him singing Ave Maria if I hadn't been listening to it the whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, cause that for me, because he just got done talking about being an orphan. A lot of times orphanages are run by clergy of some sort. So I would have been okay with the Ave Maria if I hadn't listened to it literally for two hours and 45 minutes by that point. That's where I got frustrated with that, but I'm with you. It's, I was like, what a weird choice, but the rest of the score of that movie, I liked it. It was awesome. It was. I'm just saying every movie chooses Ave Maria when there's that's fair terrorist explosion attack and there's multiple explosions. That's fair. That's I am kind of tired of the really beautiful operatic style music when explosions are going off. It's like, okay, that's done. Let's move on. Yeah. How original. How about we switch to metal? (laughs) Give me, give give me Christian Bale as Batman singing over top of a guitar riff that I got this. Yeah. Riddler just throat screaming as these things are just blowing up (laughs) seawalls. As a final note for me, one thing that I wish they might have figured out a way to keep in and cut some of the other things is, there's rumored that there was a, a scene cut where one of the first major criminals that this Batman caught was Joker, which we see a hint of at the end with Joker talking to the Riddler. But there was supposed to be a moment, they originally had a moment in, I believe it comes straight out of the comics, where 
Batman goes to the Joker in Arkham, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter moment where he goes and has a conversation with the Joker to try to help him figure out how to catch the Riddler and try to mm-hmm. get in the mind of this psychopath. And they did that with this Barry Keegan actor who I really like. So I would have been interested to see how that played out. Like that could have been interesting to me. I think that could have added some value. I know why they cut it. Cause they didn't want it to be, everybody goes, Oh, it's the Joker. And here's the, Heath Ledger comparison, which we've already made. So I realized why they cut it would have drawn too much attention and taken away from the movie, but I would have been intrigued to see that scene. Hopefully on deleted scenes. <laughs> Zack Snyder's on cut version. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I hope so as well. I want to see it. Oh, I got you. They'll throw it in letterbox and piss mats and all. <laughs> <laughs> let's rate this thing. All right, let's do it. Um, I'll kick this off. I really enjoyed this movie as much as we've kind of made some jokes about it. I liked the take on the Batman. I liked that it was a detective version. I liked that the storyline had some twists. I liked that it was a take on the the parallels between, you know, this villain and our hero. There's not much difference up between the two of them besides the murdering. If you look at it, like the way that they do things are all based on fear. And I think that was an interesting take on watching Batman and Bruce Wayne realize that, maybe I'm not doing this the right way. So I really liked the themes of the movie. I love the acting. Robert Pattinson won me over. He is my favorite Batman to date in movies. And I think that's an easy one for me to say, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's long as fuck. I think that's my biggest beef is it's very long. There's some weird consistency issues, but those are common with superhero movies, but overall very enjoyable movie. I will watch portions of this movie again. I don't know that I'll ever sit down and watch all three hours straight again. I just don't know that I have that, but there are sections of this movie that are so good that I can't wait to watch again. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. I think the length really hurts it for me for, I think if they could have got it to two and a half hours and really trimmed it up and streamlined it, it might've been a five for me, but it's the length really hurts it really hurts it for me. So four and a half for me, Ian, what about you, buddy? Yeah, I'll try to get through a rating because my internet has been crap today. Um, One of my favorite takes on this was the way that they did his entrances. Yeah, they could have cut out some of that walking and made it a little shorter. But I like that take on Batman, whereas I feel like all the other ones, he kind of just like jump scares you. But they kind of leaned into the intro about this idea of the fear and like what that brings and using that as a tool, which I thought was really cool and I liked watching the penguin react slowly to him coming like that buildup of it rather than him just like appearing behind somebody and kind of doing jump scares and whatnot. But it was an enjoyable movie. Definitely too long, which we already talked about. But um, I do like Robert Pattinson's take on the Batman here. And I'll probably watch, probably watch this one again, recommend it, but definitely advise some skipping through some scenes that are uh, just not worth it. But. I want to, I want to give it more, but I think I'm going to go with a 3.5. There's just so many extra things that it just made this movie a chore to sit through, which was really frustrating because it had the potential to be so much more, but 3.5 and I'll probably watch it again. All right. Javier. I agree with all that. I like watching a good dark DC movie and I wish they would like realize that's what they do well and just lean into that. I wish they would lean into it with everything. I want dark Wonder Woman. I want dark Aquaman. I want dark Shazam. I don't care. I want everything in this like crazy dark (laughs) environment. But yeah, acting was great. Visuals were cool. They had cool, unique takes on little things like the Batmobile, which was awesome. That being said, it is long. There are some like inconsistencies, but I would put this in definitely top five superhero movies. So totally worth watching at least once. I I could be convinced to watch it again, but I would push back a little bit because it's so long. I want to give this a four or four and a half. I think I'm leaning more towards a four. Honestly, probably just for the length and maybe a few of the other things. Like I just feel like they were kind of stealing from the dark night. So I'm like, if I wanted to watch the dark night, I would just watch the dark night. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four, but it could be justified giving it a 4.5, I think. All right. Matson, wraps up. I'll be fast. I'm the caboose. Solid four for me. That's funny. Javier already alluded to 
why I would be giving this a four because if it was shorter, I don't think I would have given this movie a five. Maybe, maybe I would have, but certainly a 4.5 would have been in order if things were shortened, but maybe it would have been a five at that point. But it was, it just was too long. I'm actually going again to see it today and, and having just talked about it, I'm now a little less excited. <laughs> so, I've been sitting here like, Sorry. dang, like maybe I shouldn't have been go- so gung-ho to go see it, but there is enough as well that I'm looking forward to seeing some things again and seeing it from a different perspective. Like even some of the, the fear scenes, especially the gun hallway scene, some of those iconic things, the car, I want to, I want to listen to the sounds again, the visuals, and there's enough that that'll get me through. But I think there's also some of those low points where if I had a, a fast forward in the theater, I would do that very thing. And so there's a little bit of lacking of that balance. But you guys have already said all the other things. I think the biggest compliment that can be given is Robert Pattinson. You'll never hear this, but man, you are on a tear. I really appreciate what you're bringing to the screen. Whatever you're in next, I owe it to you to watch it because you're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's been a creepy pastor. He's been the Batman. He's been the number two in Tenant. Like the guy is on fire, and I, I've really appreciated what he's done. And I think Batman, especially because there's been so many famous people, it's such an iconic character to put his own spin on it and to do this well. It's really hard to do, and I've, that's what I'm really impressed with him. Yeah, he's becoming one of those actors where I'll go watch the movies if he's in it, regardless yeah. of how good he's of a movie it. I think it's going to be. Like, yeah. I, and I think that's one of the highest compliments you can give. And I like he's earned the right to say that for. Yeah. Which I, think I, about it, he came from Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. dude, talk uh-huh. about a turnaround, dude. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately for him and for us too, there's a lot of movies post Twilight that he's in he probably could have been really in. fucking good. He does a lot. He, there's a handful of movies that he did in between before he hit a couple of mainstream that really picked him up and people are like, oh, he's actually really good that slid under the radar because he's like, oh, it's just the Twilight guy. Why do I want to watch that? And I should and go it, back and watch him. Yeah, should. I was just thinking that. I can send you guys a list because he's got some great ones that hey, just you should. don't. And Casey loves him. And she, so she's the one that figured it out. So I give all credit to her. But. But yeah, he's been around for a while doing some great movies. They just didn't get the, because he was just Twilight. He was just Edward. So, which is unfortunate because he's a hell of an actor. And the dude in Harry Potter. That didn't help. No, yeah. But he was that before (laughs) he was in Twilight. So. But you think about all the best actors that we all like, they all have like a distinct way and style. Like I think the thing I like about Pattinson the most is he's just seems so moldable in what he is playing that that's his style to me is, I just expect him to be the best character for what that movie is where like even like a Tom Hanks or a Denzel or like a Tom Cruise, especially, you know, exactly the voice and the type of persona you're getting with Pattinson. I mean, he was like a rapist pastor in one of the movies we saw, like, and then he was the Batman. Like, and that's yeah. to me, what's I think is so amazing. So I know this is a movie writing about the movie, but if anything, his performance should get you to a screen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Sweet. All right. There it is. The Batman next week. The Adam Project. Master, real quick, tell everybody where they can find us. Facebook and, and Instagram, also special on social media, what's a verdict.com to see what's upcoming and leave us a comment there for sure, as well as our spoiler freeze for some of the big movies that will drop. But we always love to hear from you. And if you listen to us enough, you may become like Alec and actually find yourself co-hosting this podcast. But I also wanted to give a special shout out to all of us for doing this for two years. It's pretty, a pretty awesome ride. Definitely going to hear some new voices in the future as well, but it's been fun, gents. For sure. Appreciate that, Mazin. All right, there it is. We appreciate you tuning in as always. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye, man. Bye. Cinematic out.